0: Praise God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. This is the day that the Lord has made, and as I always like to say, let's rejoice and be also so glad in it. Amen. Praise God. God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you so much for this time that we have to gather with you today, O Lord God. We pray that you, Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, will continue to be with us tarry a while, O Lord God, as we partake of your word. We ask that Holy Spirit will talk to us and minister to us in your own special way, O Lord God, because only you know the needs and desires of everything that's going on in our lives, O Lord. So we pray that you'll be with us today and minister to us, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I give this time and this space entirely over to you. Take it where you will for your honor and your glory and your praise. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God. Why don't we jump right into the word, But and as we segue into it, I just want to mention to you about a, a wonderful song that I was listening to the other day, which sort of inspired this sermon, and uh, it's called There's Healing in His Hands. Okay, there's healing in his hands, and it's uh, by the uh, Collingsworth family. And I copied down some of these, the uh, lyrics, not the entire song, but the opening lyrics, and it reads as such. Yesterday, it seemed so clear the way your life should be, but somehow things didn't come around. Confusion leaves you in defeat. But friend, it's time to find a new day, the healing for your needs. And in Jesus' name, I know you can receive, for there is healing in his hands for you. There is healing in his hands for you. Reach out and know there's healing power flowing. Bring all the broken pieces of the one whose love can make you new. There's healing in his hands for you. Praise God. Praise God. It's a wonderful old song. And and again, like I said, that is segue into this message because I need you to know today that there's healing in Jesus' hands for you. Whatever is going on in your life, Jesus is there for you and he can indeed be, uh, heal you. Alright? So what we need to do is to reach out and just know that there is healing power flowing. Healing power flowing. Okay? And that brings us into our first scripture for today, which is uh, Mark 5. Let's go to Chapter, uh, chapter 5 and of Mark, and we want to start right with verse number 1. And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains. Because that, he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him, and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? He knew who Jesus was. I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Jesus said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much, much that he would not send him away, send him away out of the country. Now there were near nearby in the mountains a great herd of swine feeling, and all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about two thousand and were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country, and they went out to see what it was that was done. And they came to Jesus and see, to see him, to see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. They were afraid. This was the same demoniac that had been running all over the, the mountainside there and in the tombs, all chained like a wild man, or was a wild man, and all of a sudden they see him sitting there in, in his right mind. And the men that saw this became very afraid, afraid. wondered what happened here, what went on. Verse 16, And they that saw it told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil, and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their out of their coasts. They wanted Jesus to leave. And when he was coming to the ship, uh, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. He asked Jesus, could he go with them? However, Jesus said, and did not allow him, but said to him, Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord has done for you, and hath and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed, and began to publish in the decapolis all great things Jesus had done for him, and the men did indeed marvel. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship and to the other side, many people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. Okay, so we see here how this demoniac, all of these years where he was he was uh, uh, filled with these demons here and being tormented, cutting himself and throwing himself into the fire and so on. Jesus came and delivered him, set him free. Jesus healed him. In effect, he healed him. He set him free. All right. So then we see now, like I said, Jesus had passed over and he was on the other side and he was in the middle of this crowd. Now we see another circumstance that develops here in verse 22, and it says, Behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet, and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. Okay, now we see something very, very profound here, right? There's a crowd of people here. And this man, Jairus, came up to Jesus and said, My daughter, my daughter is very, very sick. He's very, very sick. I pray that you come and lay hands on her, that she may be healed and live. Now, right away, this shows us something, as again, I say, very profound, in that, in that Jairus, who came to Jesus, already had a level of expectation. He had the faith that all Jesus had to do was to come and lay hands on her and she would be healed and would live, okay? So before it even happened, he approached Jesus saying, Lord Jesus, come, touch my daughter, that she may be healed and live. Now, when we have a problem, when we have a problem, do we go to the Lord with an expectation that he's going to answer us and and that whatever healing might be needed, not only in our physical body, but in terms of whatever our situation is, do we go to the Lord running and with faith in the beginning, that he's going to answer our prayer and touch us, you know, or do we go, you know, to the Lord like you know, oh, gee, um, hmm, ah, Lord Jesus, you know, maybe you can hear this and maybe, maybe you can answer me. Do you think this is within your in, in, in your ballpark to heal something like this or to take something like this away from me, you know? Do we go there like you know, really, really uh, not sure about what's going to happen when we pray to God when we go to Jesus, or do we go to Jesus with faith already, you know, with an expectation? The same way I said when I first opened the service, he is saying that do we come to the to, to listen? Do we do we come to church? Do we come to hear the word of God every single Sunday or whenever we're listening to the word of God with an expectation that we're going by faith that we're going to hear the Lord speak to us through that word? Okay. So Jairus said, said simply, "I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed and that she shall live." Okay. And Jesus went with him. And much people followed him and thronged him. Again, this big crowd. Now, picture picture the scene. There's this big crowd. Now, in this crowd, here's here's the next set of events here, Uh, 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 25, and a certain woman, which had an issue of blood for 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but grew, but rather grew worse, worse. So here she had this condition and she'd been consulting all of the doctors and so forth and spent all the money that she had. And it wasn't getting any better, but it was getting worse and worse. Okay, now she was there. All right. And and so so then it says here that when she had heard of Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall behold. Now, it talks about this throng, this large crowd, and here again, this woman, she she had exhausted all other uh, routes uh, with the doctors and everything to be healed, but she knew about Jesus, and she knew in her heart of hearts, in her heart, that if I could just reach out and touch him, if I could just reach out and touch him in faith, again, back to us, when we have an issue in our lives, do we press forward regardless of the crowd? That crowd, in our case, could be the circumstances around us which, which seem to be so over, so overwhelming, okay? The, 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 the throng, the crowd, in this case it was people, but many times in our lives, you know, we are so pressured with things going on, we feel so burdened with things on our back here that we are almost suffocating. But do we approach life, do we approach the problem by saying if I can only reach out to Jesus and just simply touch him, I know, I know, I know that I shall be healed. I know that my situation will be made better. Again, it's that level of faith, the expectation. She said in 28 again, For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. 29 says, And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. All right. So as soon as she touched him, boom, she was healed. Okay. Do you believe that as soon as you can reach out and touch Jesus, that you can be healed? Amen. There's healing in his hands for you. Right? But you've got to believe it. You've got to desire it. You've got to go after Jesus uh, uh, with all of your strength, all of your might, with full, full-throated belief and faith that you just connecting with him will indeed bring you through. says, so straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she fell in her body, felt in her body as she was healed of that plague. And then Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him, him about in the press or in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said, Said unto him, thou seest the multitude thronging thee and sayeth thou, who touched me? Okay, so the disciples were like saying, well Jesus, Jesus, with all these people here, how can you be asking who touched me? All right? Jesus knew who touched him. Just like Jesus knows when you're calling out to him. Jesus knows when there's a, when, when, when you're reaching out and when there's a connection being made because Jesus will respond to your connection. He'll respond the same way she was healed. Okay, So regardless of the crowd that's around you, regardless of the many people, you you know, God is omniscient, he's omnipotent, okay? He's all-knowing, he's all-powerful. God knows when you're making a connection with him. Jesus knows when you're making a connection, okay? And as a result of that connection, God will respond. Jesus will respond and bring about healing, total healing in your life, the same way it happened. There's no difference. Okay, okay, you, you know, and, and so many people will be around, will, will, will like be around you. The disciples said unto him, you see it's the multitude, you know, how do you know who t- touched me? Well, Jesus knows if you just have the faith. Verse 32 says, and he looked around about to see her uh, that had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. My daughter, your thy daughter, daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and whole of thy plague. Okay? Okay? So again it was the faith. And that's what is so critically important for us to have faith in our lives. To have faith that when we go and seek Jesus, to seek his touch, to seek time with him, to seek his face, to have faith that he will be there for us, that, 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 that we can connect and touch him, and he will indeed respond and bring us to where it is that we need to be. Verse 35 says, while he yet spake, they came from the rule of the synagogue's house, um, house, uh, certain, which said, thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? Okay. So now here comes this person. And he's saying to to, uh, to, to Jehoshaphat basically, who's in this crowd there, he says, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? Now, here comes this doubt. Here comes the devil himself, so to speak, bringing in this doubt, To all of a sudden, it's done. Why even bother? Okay. Why even bother? So many times, saints of God, when we... Are in desperate need of Jesus. We need the Lord to come into our lives and we're going to seek and that we may have people even come to us and say, why do you bother saying that you're going to pray about it? You know, why even bother going, why bother going to church? You know, why bother seeking God's, God's face? It, it, it's, it's too late. It's too late. Okay, and this person that came here, you know, you know, in the rule of the synagogue's house like, that came here, uh, 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 this individual is the same people that uh, is representative of the same people that may come to us in the form of a friend, a so-called friend, you know, a loved one, a wife, a husband, a daughter, okay, someone from work, a coworker that could come in, knowing the situation that you're going through, and knowing that you you want to go to the Lord, will come to you and say, "Why bother? It's already too late." It's a done deed. You might as well just chalk it up to experience and move on. Because there's no, there's no way out for you. There's no way out. Okay, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? Okay, Verse 36 says, As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the rule of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. Again, be not afraid, only believe. And I say to you, do not be afraid of what your situation is all about. It's going on but only believe. Believe. Don't entertain this doubt. Don't entertain that fear, because God has not given you a fear. You're a child of God. The Word of God says that that, 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 that that Lord has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So when that fear rises up to you, as a matter of fact, what you need to say is, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, spirit of fear, because my Lord God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Okay, don't take that doubt that they're trying to whisper in your ear. Okay? He says, be not afraid, only believe. 37 says, and he suffered no man to follow. He allowed no man to follow except Peter, James, and John. Uh, Peter, James, John, the brother of James. All right? You want anybody else to follow him? Just, just these three. Okay? And, and that's, that's the thing, too. you got things going on in your life. Don't, don't be surrounding yourself. Don't, don't let these hanger-ons be around you that are not um are not godly people. Okay? Jesus limited the number of people. He goes on further and he gets further with that, he gets further with that and he says in in thirty eight, and he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and sees the tumult or the chaos, and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in he saith unto them, Why make you the do and weep? The damsel that is not dead but sleepeth. Now, they're carrying on, you know, they're wailing and, and crying out loud, they're, you know, beating their chest, which was the custom of the day, and ripping their clothes, which was the custom of the day. And they said that when he said that, that she's not dead but sleep, says in verse 40, says that they laughed him to scorn. But when he put them all out, they started laughing him, scorning him for saying that, because he, Jesus was not going to go along with this thing that she was dead, that, uh, um, you know, that they started laughing him and scorned him. Okay. And they said that he put them out. And when he put them all out, he took the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him and entered into where the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Talitha, Kumai, which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of twelve years, and they were astonished with great astonishment. And he charged them straightly that no man should know it and commanded that something should be given to her to eat. Okay? So here we see again. What's this telling us? First of all, to have faith. And when the Lord is speaking to you about, this is what I need you to do, you keep having that faith. And don't be surrounding yourself with all of these naysayers. Don't let them into your presence. Block them out. Cut them out. If you've got friends... If you've got friends that are, are are constantly poo-pooing your faith, and when you start talking about, oh, well, let me pray about it, let me take it to the Lord, and they have, you know, light regard for that, and they're, they're kind of mocking you and so forth, these are not your friends, Santa God. These are not your friends, you know. As hard as it may be, you need to cut them loose. You need to move on so God can do a work in your life that he wants to do. Okay? Because as long as you have these naysayers, these hanger-ons that are there, always kick, 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 kick in your ear, all of these negative things that give you negative thoughts, all they're going to do is simply pull you down. And they will also drag down your level of faith, your level of belief. You've got to go into that situation in your life right now and you've got to believe, believe with all of your being, every fiber of your being that God can deliver you from this thing. And don't listen to the naysayers. People at work. People in school. Your own family. Don't listen to them. Cut them loose. Leave them outside the door, so to speak. Amen? Amen? And simply have some good faith in God. Because God knows exactly where it is that he wants to take you. He knows. Okay. But as long as you are listening to people like that, then you will have a very, very hard time in realizing what God wants you to do, okay, and how to bring you through. So in these scriptures, we see these events here. We see we see healing taking many forms. We see healing taking form in the firm in the, in the form of stress, where people were worried about things being. I'm sure the woman with the issue of blood, she was certainly stressed out for all of these years that that she had this issue of blood, okay, and carrying that disease for those twelve years. I'm sure the family was worried about their daughter. You know, so their family was worried about their daughter up until the time that she passed. And obviously they were very distraught and upset about the fact that she had passed or so they thought. And of course, the uh, the, the demoniac, I mean, good knows, you know, God God knows that he was certainly stressed out. He had a a, a miserable life. Amen. But God healed him. So we see here that healing can take on many forms. But usually we think of healing um, having to do with the physical body. Usually we think of healing being elimination of sickness from the physical body, but healing goes much deeper than that, okay? It goes deeper. But before we can understand the length and breadth and depth of healing, we must understand what disease is, because we often associate healing with disease, okay? Now, according to the Britannica dictionary, disease, and I quote, is a disorder of structure or function in a human animal or plant, especially one that produces specific signs or symptoms, that is not simply a direct result of physical injury. Okay. So what it is, it, 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 it's that it, it, it's a symptom or something that, that, that appears that is not necessarily associated with a direct physical injury. Okay. And again, it, it's anything that's a disorder of the structure or function of that organism, you know, be it a human being, a plant or, or, or an animal. Okay. Disease also, it's any harmful deviation from the normal Structural or functional state of that being, be it human, plant, or, or, or animal. Okay, so again, I say, what is? It's a deviation from what is normal. Okay? It's a deviation from what is normal. That's what what disease is. Okay, so in the case of our human bodies, in case of our human bodies, deviation from what is normal is really deviation from God's design. Okay, from God's desire. It is not God's will that for us to be sick. It is not God's will for us to be evil. That to be, to be, uh, unhealed. Okay, it is not God's will at all. Alright, okay. So 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 that is a deviation from God's original design for us to be in one piece and healthy and whole. Okay? Now the the word itself disease um uh the etymology or or, or the the root origin, okay, etymology a fancy word for saying the beginning, the root of the word, uh actually comes from the old French, okay, Desaise, and pardon my high school French, but it's like desais. That's D-E-S-A-I-S-E. Desais. And that old French word, breaking it down, D-E-S, Days means reversal. Okay, reversing or going against uh, ease. A's is ease. Okay, so that's a reversal of ease, or unease. Okay, or unease. So you see that the word disease actually means a deviation, from the normal state of ease that we should be in, okay. If everything is functioning as normal, or the way God intended, then you are at ease. You are in a state of ease, okay. Okay. To be zed is a re- is a reversal of that, okay. So it's being out of ease or uneased, if you will, because under God's under God's. Uh, um, uh, um, like, how can I say, under God's protection and guidance, uh, we are supposed to be at ease if we are indeed in God, okay? And I'm sure you've heard the expression before, and you may have said it yourself, uh, that you felt uneasy about something or someone or situation, that you were uneasy. Okay. And uneasy can happen in so many places. I mean, you can be having just a great time, you know, at home with the family. You just got home from church and you're all relaxed and you're really at ease. Then all of a sudden someone shows up at the door that's not one of your favorite people. And okay. And all of a sudden you start feeling uneasy you know or there's a situation at at at, at the uh, at the office there in your place of work your place of business and and you're at a state of ease and all of a sudden things start seem to you know going wrong and you start feeling uneasy or your boss, you know, sends a message to you that you've got to be to his office at ten o'clock, and all of a sudden you start feeling uneasy about what's going on. Okay, that's you being out of ease. That's that. That's you being out of what is God's will for us to be at ease, and that is at rest, where everything is going right and going, you know, going right for us. Okay, so so we're saying that that to say that our um, uh, 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 disease or being or, or being our um, uh, out of ease. Is one of the things for which we may need uh, healing for or from. And that can be more than just a physical sick ailment. It can be, it, it can, it can be it can be an emotional state, it can be things that are going on in your life and everything else, okay? That has you to the point where you need healing from the from the state that you're in of being so uneasy. Okay? So it means that your state of being at ease was disrupted by a situation or someone, so that you need to be put back together, so to speak, and only the Lord can do that, okay? but you need to be healed. So this understanding paves the way for us to understand and appreciate what Jesus does in our lives. He brings back that peace. He brings back that healing. He heals us emotionally, physically. He heals our circumstances by making our circumstances right so that we are not struggling anymore. There's healing in His hands for you, regardless of whatever is going on in your life that has you as you outside of where God would want you to be, relative to your peace and your rest and your ease. Okay, however, all of these healings, all of the forms of healings that we just discussed, depend on one thing, and that is belief. Okay, it depends on belief. Okay, and having that belief and faith that I talked about also hinges on another very critical element, and that is choice. It's choice. Because we all have choices. Okay? We all have choices. The angels have choices. Lucifer had a choice. You know what he chose to do. A third of the angels chose to follow him. So all of our life is always about choices. All All of God's promises and blessings and the new thing that God is promising to do in your lives, they're all yours for the taking, but you have a choice. They're yours for the taking. Everything that needed to be done for us, for mankind, was done on the cross. Jesus did it all. That's why before he gave up the ghost, he said, it is finished. It is finished. All that needed to be done was done. We just have to appropriate it. We just have to take it. Amen. 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 It's being handed to us. If a guy from FedEx or UPS comes to the door to leave a package, he may knock on the door. You know, either he'll stand back and hand it to you, or in some cases with this COVID and everything going on, they may put it down at the uh, at the door on your porch there, in front of your door. But in either case, if you don't open that door and stick out your hands or reach down and take it and receive it, then you can't receive that package. You can leave it sitting outside your doorstep all day. You can close the door and go back in your house and leave it there and you will not have received that package. Well, that's where it is with Jesus. You have to choose to to, to take that package and pick it up. You have to, to choose to accept Jesus. You have to choose to bring him into your life. All of God's promises and blessings are there for the, for the taking, all right? And you have that choice and no one, no one, no one can thwart your blessings or your destinies with God but you. No one can do that but you. Only you can hinder it. As powerful as God is, with God all things are possible. God's the creator of the universe. We know, we know how powerful he is. But if you choose to not do what God is calling you to do, or by not having faith and belief in God, then you put handcuffs on God. Just as sure that you handcuff him. As powerful as he is, you can handcuff God. Now how is that and why is that? It's because God is not a liar. Okay? This whole construct that we call Christianity, which which, which means a follower of Jesus Christ, this whole construct goes, goes to naught if we do not have that faith, because God put freedom of choice, free will in every single one of us, and we have to choose to act accordingly. And if we don't, because he's not a man that he should lie, then we tie God's hands, all right? So the critical part of this is faith and also choosing to have that faith. Asking Jesus to come into your heart is only the very first part of a very, very lifelong journey in the Lord. It's a lifelong journey of learning to trust Him and saying yes to all that He has to offer us. So coming to the Lord and asking Jesus Christ into my, into my life, be my Lord and Savior. Okay, repenting of your sins, that's just the beginning. Life is full of journeys. Requiring us to make choices that will bring us closer to God. Amen. It's a lifelong journey. Okay. We can say, say all that we choose to say and we can make all of the, 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 go through all of the motions. Okay. We can go to church. We can pick up the Bible and read it. But the bottom line is if you don't have faith and belief and choose to have faith and belief, then everything else that God has for you will go away. Okay. Many times we, we have things, we have th- things that we hold on to. We wind up doubting God, but yet still we, we, we don't start and, and, and ask ourselves, we don't stop and ask ourselves, Lord, I, what is it that I may be holding back? Is there anything, Lord, that I need to, to, to just surrender to you? Amen? 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 Things in our lives, habits, uh, 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 vocations, things that we'd like to do could be an hindrance to us. You've heard me speak many times about the so-called guy who, who loves to uh, um, loves to restore old cars, and he has this 1954 Chevy that he loves. He's been buying parts on the Internet because they're hard to find and so on, and he's always working on this car, even on Sundays. All right. So instead of going to church or instead of spending time on the Word or listening to a broadcast a, uh, on the Internet or something on Sundays, uh, uh, he decides to go to the garage and work on that car. Okay. And then many times what is happening is God wants to bless him, but yet still God can't get to him because he won't spend time to seek God. He won't spend time in prayer. He won't spend time reading the Word of God, okay? So God says, what's that that you're holding on to, okay? As a matter of fact, um, Alvin Slaughter, a Christian singer, has a, a song, I believe the title is What's That You Have In Your Hands? Maybe that's not the exact title, but basically the words in the, in the song go, what's that you have in your hands? If you're willing to lose it, I can use it. If you're willing to lose it, I can use it. So God may be saying to you today, is there anything that you are holding so close to you, then you're unwilling to, to, to lose it. It's stopping me from using you. If you're willing to give that up, then I can use it to, to, to really get a hold of you and bring you where to where I want you to be. Amen? Amen? So we've got to do some soul searching sometimes and ask ourselves, you know, is there anything out there that I'm putting putting before God? Because if you're doing that, that can hinder your faith and it can hinder your belief. Okay? Okay. And then, therefore, prolong, you know, or or, or I I should say, put off the healing process that God wants to do in your life. Okay? Okay? Jesus is there waiting. There's healing in his hands for you if you just make yourself available to be there to, to take it, okay, and also you need to stop and take some time to look at all that God has done in your life. That'll help you to start making the right choices and for knowing and believing and having faith in God. Because in times past, God did great things for you. You know, I, I remember David and Goliath. You know, when he was going off to fight the uh, to fight Goliath and whatnot. One of the things he told King Saul. Saul was that. I, was that I remember what the Lord did for me concerning the bear. And the lion, and the way the Lord delivered me from them, so shall the Lord deliver me from that Goliath. And with that faith, he charged forth and he slew that giant. Okay, well, you can slay those giants in your land, too. You can slay those giants, those Goliaths that lie in your life also. But you got to have that faith in God. Okay, and that's your choice.
1: You can listen to these messages from me or
0: any other pastor that is on TV, but the bottom line is that if you do not have the faith and the belief, or if you do not choose to have the faith and belief, then all of this is time, time that's wasted. Okay? It's time that's wasted for you. It's not time wasted for me, praise God, because I love preaching the word of God. Okay? Okay, and these words are landing on someone's ears. These words are landing on someone's ears. I pray that they're yours. I pray that you you I pray that you you hear this message and know that you need to do something about faith and belief in your life. Because there's healing in Jesus' hands for you. But you have to be willing to receive it. Okay? Make that choice, make that choice. Okay. There's 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 a another, there's the promise about healing. And if we go to one Peter, just a couple of more scriptures here, and we'll be closing. Go to the book of Peter. One Peter One Peter chapter two One Peter two and we want to start with verse twenty-three. Matter of fact, go to verse twenty-one. For even even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. Who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes we are healed by whose stripes we are healed. Amen. 24 again. Who his own self bare our sins in his body on the tree. When he was on the cross, Jesus bore the sins for us. That we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Okay? Now, this was 2,000 years ago. He said that on the on the cross, it is finished. By his stripes I, we are healed. This, you know, this is referring back to Jesus' time of the cross. So, it means if we were healed back then, it means that we are healed now. But we have to to, to claim that. We have to claim it. And realize that by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. On a daily basis, you should rebuke that spirit of infirmity, especially if you're not feeling well. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke your spirit of infirmity because by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. By Jesus' stripes, I am healed. But you have to choose to do that. Amen? Amen. God has given you choices in how to listen to him. God has given you choices and has told you how to listen to Him. All right, now, if we go to the book of Isaiah, and we are getting there, the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 30. Isaiah chapter 30, praise the living God. There we are, chapter 30, and we want to go to verse number uh, 18. Verse number 18. And therefore will the Lord wait, that he may be gracious unto you. And therefore will he be exalted, that he may have mercy upon you. For the Lord is a God of judgment. Blessed are all they that wait for him. For the people shall dwell in Zion of Jerusalem. Uh, Thou shalt weep no more. He shall be very gracious unto thee at the voice of thy cry. He'll be gracious to you at the voice of your cry. When he shall hear it, he will answer thee. When he hears the voice of your cry, he will answer you. Believe me, he will answer you. Now don't believe me. Believe God when he says that. You cry out to God and he is there. He is there, saint of God. And he will indeed hear you. Verse 20. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction... Yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner more, but thine eyes shall see thy teachers. And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way. Walk ye in it. When you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. Again, 21. And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way. Walk you in it. When you turn to the right hand. And when you turn to the left. Amen. Amen. So the word, the, the word of God says here that, that the, the, the Lord is there to advise you. When there is something you need to do, when there is some place you need to go, when, when God is answering your prayer, you shall hear this word. You shall hear his voice. It says behind it, and that voice will tell you where to go to the right and to the left. You need to follow that voice. You need to follow that voice. If you've been faithfully praying and calling out to him, just know that there's healing in Jesus' hands for you. And know... That 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 whatever the situation that is going on in your life, every single uh, thing that could be going on from from health issues to to uh, emotional issues, or uh, physical issues, uh, job issues, whatever that thing that is in your life that has you out of ease, that has you you you, you, you um um not walking in God's peace, in God's rest, whatever those things that you need to have healed in your life. Again, healing is not only physical sickness. It's healing of emotions it's, it's healing of bank accounts it's healing of, 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 of prosperity okay It's healing of, of, of family situations. it's healing it's healing the relationship between you and your wife. It, it's, it's healing between your, your wife and your husband you know the wife and the husband it's healing between you and your children you and your boss, you and your friends wherever it is um, that where, where there is unrest and uneasiness in your life where your life is not going the way God would want it to be. You need to be healed. That part of your life needs to be healed. Okay. And there's healing in Jesus' hands. And that's for you. That's for you. Okay. So again, remember the healing hands of Jesus. He can heal all and anything that is in your life that's going to arrive. Remember that Jesus is the way. He's the truth and he is the life. If he is the way, you can't get lost. If he is the truth, then you cannot be deceived. If he's the life, then it means that you cannot die. You shall have everlasting life if you walk in him. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Don't forget that. Remember, there's healing in his hands for you. I pray this message has been a blessing to you. And if it has, please pray about and consider passing on the link to these um, podcasts and to our website, www.genesis-one.org. On that page, on the uh, website there, you can find uh, links for prayer requests and so forth. You know, We love you as God loves you. So continue to be with us. Come back for more. Amen. I pray this message has been a blessing to you. So in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that you go in his peace and enjoy the rest of the day and the week. Let us pray as we close. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, Lord. We pray that the words that we've heard today shall stay with us, be with us deeply rooted in our spirit so that they cannot be stolen away by the evil one should he come against us. We pray these words will stay with us as we go through the balance of the day and week ahead of us, O Lord God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you so much, Heavenly Father God, for all things, both great and small. Go forth this day and be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen.